In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Sunday Celebration of Mass. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Solemnity of the Assumption. To prepare ourselves to celebrate these sacred mysteries, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son. Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father. You take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you own are the Holy One, you own are the Lord, you own are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who assumed the Immaculate Virgin Mary, the Mother of your Son, body and soul, into heavenly glory, Grant, we pray, that always attentive to the things that are above, we may merit to be sharers in her glory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. Death came through one person, and in the same way the resurrection of the dead has come through another person. Just as all men and women die in Adam, so all men and women will be brought to life in Christ, but all of them in their proper order. Christ as the first fruits, and then, after the coming of Christ, those who belong to him. After that will come the end, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, having done away with every sovereignty, authority and power. For he must be king until he has put all his enemies under his feet, and the last of the enemies to be destroyed is death, for everything is to be put under his feet. The Word of the Lord On your right stands a queen in garments of gold. The daughters of kings are among your loved ones. On your right stands the queen in gold of Ophir. Listen, O daughter, give ear to my words. Forget your own people and your father's house. So will the king desire your beauty. He is your lord, pay homage to him. They are escorted amid gladness and joy. 
they pass within the palace of the king. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and went as quickly as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Now, as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she gave a loud cry and said, Of all women you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honoured with a visit from the mother of my Lord? For the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit exults in God my Saviour, because he has looked upon his lowly handmaid. Yes, from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed, for the Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And his mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear him. He has shown the power of his arm. He has routed the proud of heart. He has pulled down princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich sent empty away. And he has come to the help of Israel, his servant, mindful of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors of his mercy to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back home. The Gospel of the Lord. If you visit Rome, be sure to visit the catacombs. These are subter subterranean cave-like places where the dead were buried in former times, 2002 millennia ago. From the 2nd and 3rd century on, it became fashionable to actually bury bodies. Previously, they had been cremated and their ashes had been put in a vase or an urn and left in a tomb above ground. Christians and Jewish people, however, preferred to bury the bodies of their deceased rather than to cremate them. These uh, were then uh, put in the catacombs, and that's why the catacombs became important places. These were cemeteries underground in which they could afford to lay their dead, the dead bodies of their relatives in sarcophagi or in niches in the wall for all the deceased members of the family where they could all lie together. In these places normally positioned outside the walls, in these catacombs normally positioned outside the walls, they were actually former or existing quarries and pathways were carved deep into the earth 
where the dead themselves could be laid to rest. The volcanic soil was soft enough, but also strong enough, without the danger of caving in, to allow the catacombs to become huge warrens, temple-like places underground where those who were pagans or Christians could be buried alongside each other. For the Christians of the Church of Rome, the catacombs became, in time, places of pilgrimage to which people would come uh, and would visit and come in procession to honour the martyrs who had given their life in times of great persecution. These were the places in which those who were killed in these great persecutions were laid to rest. Early popes, priests, lay people, all martyrs of the church at Rome. Today in Rome, there are known to be 60 sets of catacombs in different places dotted around the city of modern-day Rome. Places that were mostly outside the city walls are now most certainly within the, uh, the city of Rome itself, in the midst of modern city developments, near bus stations, hotels and the like. In the catacomb of Santa Priscilla on the Via Salaria, Christian burials took place from the second century. Many Christians were buried there who were persecuted under Emperor Domitian. But it's in this place that the first recorded painted images of the Christian church are uh, seen and have survived. Paintings drawn on the walls of the tombs are of the Good Shepherd, a painting of the cock crowing, a painting of the Last Judgment. But one painting stands out uh, amidst the others, and it's a painting of the Madonna and Child, and next to it is a figure who is reputed to be the prophet Isaiah, who prophesies that the Virgin is with child, and she will give birth to a son whom they will name Emmanuel. This painting is reckoned to be the first image of Christendom, or at least the earliest surviving image of the Blessed Virgin herself and the child Jesus. And it testifies, first of all, to the honour and devotion to Mary amongst those early Christians at the Church of Rome. But maybe more particularly, it's a response to the mystery of the Incarnation, which was such a puzzle to those early Christian minds, and an early statement of fundamental belief of the Christians themselves. How could Jesus be man and be God? How could Jesus himself be a God and man? How could Jesus himself exist as an earthly being was he a spirit or was he an angel that inhabited a body? The answer for them lay in this picture and this image. He was truly a human being in his mother's arms, truly born, truly grew up, knew all the limitations of a human body 
and yet at the same time was truly God come on earth. Those great councils of the church that were to follow would emphasise this very thing, that he was truly God, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. But they would emphasise also that he was truly a human person, born of Mary, took flesh from her and became incarnate through her. This was not a simple fact to skip over. If he was God come on earth, who must she be? In the 4th century, at one of the great councils, the Council of Ephesus, the Pope and the bishops of the church called Mary the Mother of God, not just the Mother of the human Jesus in the flesh, but the very Mother of God the one who allows God to come into the world in human flesh. It was an incredible title. And it states that there is no separation between Jesus, who is God, and man. He was the mystery of the word that has become flesh, as St John's Gospel says. He'd come on earth, true God, and true man. In the fourth century, Replacing that simple image painted on the walls of the catacomb at Priscilla are mighty icons of the Virgin in heaven, sitting near Christ in glory herself, wearing a crown and looking very regal. These are depicted on these early churches uh, of Rome itself. And it was meant to be a kind of bold statement that Jesus himself took his flesh, his human reality, from this woman. He comes on earth and into the world through this woman. He is truly God and he is truly man. Not an angel, not a spirit, but truly a human being like all of us in everything but sin. From this point, Mary herself is not seen just simply as the humble virgin of Nazareth, but as this mighty force in God's plan. Later times would say that she was immaculate conceived and herself assumed into heaven. She would be like a mighty queen sitting on a throne in heaven. Down through the centuries, people have painted many images of Mary They've kept these images close, hung them in their own homes and carried them with them. Some of these paintings and images are overly sweet and overly sentimental. But the profound truth lies in the words. The word became flesh and lived among us through her. This reality comes to us through Mary, her acceptance of the angel's message her journey to Bethlehem and her journey to the crucifixion and to the resurrection and the ascension. The word becomes flesh simply through her. And down through the centuries, by God's grace, she is mysteriously connected with all of her lives. She's our protector, 
her guardian and her strength. And she is mysteriously connected to each of us by God's grace. In times of great adversity then, we find ourselves turning towards her. In war, in famine, in times of great personal trial, in failures and disappointments, in times of plague, in times of sickness. Those images that we carry around are those images that are in our homes and in our churches, speak very much to us of her maternal intercession for us. No prayer goes unanswered, no cry unheeded, no tear unnoticed. We feel in our bones and in our blood and in our souls her gentle care for us. In this time of the pandemic, in these times of the greatest of need, we turn once again to her. And it seems as if we are cast out in a world and in a sea of uncertainty, when it seems that we are carried out, carried off in a great storm. She is the star of the sea for us, who will guide us to safer waters, protect us in the eye of the storm, and she will let no harm come to us. And we state once again today our confidence in her, just as those Christians of the earliest times painted and gazed at the images of her in the walls of their tombs and in the great churches that they themselves built. We also believe like them that she will care for us in the daily troubles and the uncertainties of life. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and women, and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. And he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We once again pray for all our needs, for safety and protection for all who are fearful of becoming unwell, for those returning to school, pupils, teachers and all who work in schools for their safety and well-being, for patience in these times in which we know personal trials and difficulties, and for those facing difficult times through unemployment, that they may find new work and greater financial security 
and for ourselves returning to Mass, that we may gain spiritual strength through the celebration of the Eucharist and receiving Holy Communion. And for those places in which the virus has broken out, that through the care of doctors and nurses all our sick may be well again and that the virus may be contained. And for all who have died, Ellen Evans, Ellen Donnelly, Eddie Kelly and all that we are asked to remember. Heavenly Father, we continue to ask you to bestow your grace in our lives. Continue to give us hope and courage in these times. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May this offering, our tribute of homage, rise up to you, Lord, and through the intercession of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary, whom you assumed into heaven, may our hearts, aflame with the fire of your love, constantly long for you, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For today, the Virgin Mother of God was assumed into heaven at, as the beginning and image of your church coming to perfection. And a sign of sure hope and comfort to your pilgrim people, rightly you would not allow her to see the corruption of the tomb since from her own body she marvellously brought forth your incarnate Son, who is the author of all life. And so, in company with all of the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we proclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection 
until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope, Joseph our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph our spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us and us now, and at the hour of our death. Amen. Just to remind you that the morning Masses will be this week on Monday and Friday. Uh, the reason why we've kind of changed it this week is to accommodate some funerals which will take place on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So the morning Masses will be at a 10 o'clock on Monday and Friday. And again, just to remind you that you don't have to register for that online, but you can just come and register here at the church. And also on the Monday evening, again, there'll be... Uh, evening prayer or prayer uh, for an hour uh, from six till seven and there'll also be the sacrament of confession at that time as well. The Lord be with you and may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faithful God, you have called us to be the people of God. We thank you for calling us and abiding with us. Make us faithful to your calling at this present time. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And faithful God, you are the God who makes a covenant with your people. We thank you that you remember us even when we forget you. Remember us today and all who journey in hard places. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, your gifts to us are many and without number. We thank you for the gift of life and the gift renewed through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Faithful God, you are merciful and gracious and you abound in steadfast love. When all around us seem to shift and uncertainty prevails, we search for you and discover again that you are ever-present. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Faithful God, you are the one who breaks down the dividing wall and makes us one in Christ Jesus. Grant to us the strength to overcome division and renew our common life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 